And we're live. All right. How you doing today, Jeremick? Good. About yourself? I'm doing really good. I've never heard that name before. That's a really cool name. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I guess my grandmother named my father, and I'm a third. Oh, interesting. Well, that's cool. Pass, passed down. Yes. Yeah. So are you from the Lansing area? Born like, and born, raised. Born and raised. Yeah, yeah. Pleasant Grove in, in Lansing. Homes. Oh, yes, okay. Yes. Okay, so south of Lansing? Yeah, yeah, in the hood. <laughs> well, um, so do you still live there? No, no, I'm actually a Delta Township resident now. Okay, okay. Um, so how was that, girl? This, I feel like this is awkward. This interview is slightly awkward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just feels strange, like a little a little stiff. Where, where, I don't know. Where, where, where was I at earlier, actually? And, uh, and I felt like it was the hood. And I'm like, man, I don't miss this, you know. But the thing is, where I was, you went across the street. You got Vons Market. Um, I think Rio's over there across the street from the boys and girls club. So, you know, to stay yeah. away from there. Right? right. So where I was at, we knew everybody there. We knew everybody that was doing the dirt or whatnot, but uh, mm. overall, you know, solid. I'm very thankful for my upbringing. My mom did a great job. What is it about like the hood that keeps it kind of that cycle, right? Like what keeps people in the cycle of just doing the things that they do? Mm. Well, you know, it's systemic, right? Yeah. Um, man, uh, the, like, op- the oppression of, you know, African-Americans, black people, color people, blacks, whatever you want to call them, right? Um, or call me, right? <laughs> yeah. Can we, sorry, can we adjust the mic? Sure. Just move it down slightly. Okay. Yeah, I can't see your face. Okay. You're good, though. You're good. All right. Good. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, again, it's just systemic. It's unfortunate. But I can tell you now that in my opinion i can speak for lansing okay. every kid in lansing has an opportunity to be great i had an opportunity i still have an opportunity to be 32 this year um the promise scholarship is incredible in lansing schools if you if, if, if you can stay on the right path it starts at home it starts with parenting so if, if you can stay on that right path and, and have a support system, you can do great things. You know, I like to share with people that there are valedictorians and salutatorians at Eastern, Everett, and Sexton. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So there are kids who are actually doing what they need to do, but then you do have that population that doesn't have a support system. It's not being raised to what I feel to be the best way, and they're being set up for failure. How do we change that? I mean, because uh, you, you had mentioned that it's the parents. It, it starts with the parenting. So clearly there's a lack of guidance in amongst, especially the youth, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's where we're seeing a lot of the gun violence. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's parenting. I mean, it, it, at some point it boiled down to the parenting. How do we change that? What can be done? You know, there are a lot of great programs in this area, uh, a lot of great you know, staff members in the schools. I, you know, I, I work with the Lansing School District. What do you do with them? I'm actually a public safety officer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm on the ground, boots on the ground. What is that job like? <laughs> uh, you know, basically a police officer, you know, in the schools. What, so, kind, of, what kind of stuff do you see? You name it. <laughs> you know, you're going to make me lose my job. I'm not going to lose my job today, okay? 
<laughs> well, yeah. I could imagine because um, one of the things that um, is apparent is the gun violence and mm-hmm. obviously drugs, right? That's pro- probably pretty rampant in, in Lansing. I, I just had a judge on last week um, who's running for Eaton County, and she was saying that, um, I think it was meth. She, I think she was saying it is like crazy. Like, I mean, there's so many more meth cases now than there have been ever mm. for Eaton mm. County. Mm. Yeah, I believe it. You know, we definitely deal with a lot of um, vape pens. Oh, you know, yeah. no, no, none of that, you know, paraphernalia is allowed on school district property. Right. So definitely confiscated a lot of those. Yeah. And I try to educate the kids too. You know, we give them chances, right? It's, it's all public information in the handbook on the website. Yeah. So the school district website, um, it's, it's, it's nasty for your body, man. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure. Why are kids <laughs> smoking that now? I mean, it's it, like you had mentioned, it seems to be a big thing. Like yeah. I think it started kind of with yeah. the jewel. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember um, Ubering, not, it was like probably four or five years ago, and I did a, a lot in East Lansing, and that was one of the things I seen a lot where people were dropping their jewel pen into my vehicle mm. all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. So many people had yeah. them. You know, I see the breezes, and I think those are relatively inexpensive. Um, but you do got some of the higher end one, ones that, uh, you know, they got the juice, right? Oh, yeah. So we're talking <laughs> THC at that point, right, right? right? So that's when it's really serious. Um it's it's unfortunate again it, it has to start with parenting of course with marijuana being legalized now um i'm not gonna go there you know i'm not gonna say i'm for or against it right it's <laughs> had its medicinal properties right right that was you know established years ago well i mean regardless it's not meant for kids to be consuming during 100%. school hours 100 percent. i mean even after hours they probably shouldn't right. be doing it you, you got to be 21 right that's reality but if so. it affects your cognitive abilities and you shouldn't be doing it until you're 25 there it is well yeah. i think i just heard something where someone's proposing you uh 40 years old <laughs> What? Now that's ridiculous. Or, or for, to, to, either, to either drink or smoke. I don't know. I, I, I uh, just uh, life is almost half over yeah. for some people. I, I've, <laughs> I've been listening to the urban radio station on Sirius. Mm. Incredible, man! Awesome. What is what is the urban channel? Man, it's it's. it's I don't have Sirius XM. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's uh, you know black people, man. They're okay. You know. Um, like, like jazz type music? I think Heather, no, it, it, it's talk. It's oh, all talk, talk okay. right? Right. So okay. politics, right? Oh. Um, you know, just <laughs> culture. Uh, I think Heather B actually has her okay. own little, little, you know, snippet on there. But there's uh, L. Sharpton does, Reverend L. Sharpton. Okay. So pretty cool, man. That is cool. I mean, I've listened to a lot of NPR over the last few years. Do you ever get overwhelmed with politics? <laughs> Listen, man, I've, I've, I've gotten overwhelmed with the stock market, man. Isn't that, dude, I, I, ah, man, I, I've learned to not ah, pay attention to it. My, yeah. my, my, uh, four hundred one k's dropped like thirty thousand dollars within the last like year. That's why I, hey, I switched mine to to BlackRock, man. Back in right in the first week What's of January. BlackRock? You know, BlackRock is the the financial institution. Oh, right, 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 right. So they had uh, I forgot exactly what it's called, where they just hold your money okay you know you can only do that maybe twice i want to say over the life of your 401k with, with, oh. at least with my employer which is technically the state of michigan right but right. uh man it was an, an awesome option right yeah <laughs> now you go from 10 percent a year down to you know losing two three percent i'm like ah, yeah. i gotta get this money out of here man yeah it yeah okay. it's rough it's rough for a lot of people yeah now that's something that i do spread to young people as well 
is financial the, wealth the, the need to invest your money mm. right yeah you know bitcoin's down 60 percent. that's tough <laughs> that's that's really do you invest tough. in bitcoin i got some jasmine man bitcoin <laughs> i mean you'll be lucky to get bitcoin running 500 percent. yeah in the next 10 years you'll be lucky in my that's my opinion my opinion right but man i've seen on a daily basis you see stocks i don't care if we're in a stock market crash or not you see plays, you know, these tickers run, you know, five to 150%, 200% every single day. Oof. So you're a big stock guy. I, man, listen, <laughs> if, if you're, if you're 18, you got a job, open up a, a Webull, open up a TD Ameritrade. I think Charles Schwab owns, you know, TD Ameritrade. Just give it a go, man. You can day trade, you can swing trade, right? You gotta have twenty five grand in the, you know, in a portfolio to technically day trade. But um, mm. you know, throw a thousand in there. You living at home with mom and dad, throw a thousand in there. Do some research. Download yeah. Stock Twits. You guys ever heard of Stock Twits? No. Stock Twits is incredible, man. Huh. It's an application called Stock Twits. One thing, uh, I have a friend who's a, a realtor and he invests most of his money, extra money, into properties. And he's saying that mm you know, regardless of how the stock market goes or the economy, regardless of any of that, you'll always own something in property. So like, even if you want to go sell it, you might lose some money, but mm -hmm. you still own that. Like you still have mm. an investment there. I, I hear you. Yeah. Do you yeah. invest in properties or anything like that? Man, I haven't gotten there yet. No. You know? Do you plan on it? Um, I'm renting right now and I see what my landlords go through. So... <laughs> <laughs> but if you can flip a property or, you know, yeah. sell, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm definitely open to it. And then I see all these commercial properties that are, you know, they look worn down or they're not filled. It's a tough business. Not, you know, yeah. um, did you hear about China? How, you know, the housing market and so, supposedly I just heard from a guy. I didn't, I didn't research it. I just heard it earlier today that the, you know, Chinese have gutted, you know, bank accounts and all this and are, you know, uh, freezing their accounts. And so now in China. Yeah. Yeah. So now homeowners of China are not paying their notes supposedly, but I mean, that's just, uh, should we look that up? Unfortunately, I think you should, man. Let's look it up. Yeah. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I really appreciate you. Um, I've been in Delta Township about five years now. Um, I coach basketball at Willow Ridge. My son will be in third grade. My other son will be in first grade. Um, I, I want to be the voice of the community, uh, running for 7th District Eaton County Commissioner. Something I've always wanted to do. I don't know why. <laughs> well, you know, going door to door, I passed out about, you know, 3,000 of these actually. Whoa. So. You know what? I Were, were you in Frandor today? No. 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 Did you have people in Frandor? No, no. no. So, so the 7th District is just Delta Township. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe even just a portion of Delta Township. Oh, okay. There's about, uh, I believe, 14 commissioners in Eaton County total. Okay. So, you know, you you all come to a board and, uh, yeah. you know, you have an agenda, right, minutes and things like that. So I want to be the guy that constituents, that residents of Delta Township can come to with their issues and concerns, and I address those at the table. Mm. And, and come together with the rest of the board 
to make sure that those issues are heard yeah. and then concentrate on on countywide issues. Why not? I've already heard so many different issues that I'm not even going to address right now. Roads. I'm sure that's, that's number one. one. <laughs> that, that's one. You know, uh, veterans uh, just got hit with one today regarding Eaton County sheriffs mm-hmm. or Eaton County deputies, you know, not, you know, uh, you know, terminating their employment, not wanting to work anymore because they are not getting paid what they deserve. Wait, Eaton County sheriffs are not working because they're not the, getting the paid. The deputies, the deputies. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that, you know, that state police is going to have to ramp up. Why is that? What do you mean they're not getting paid? Listen, like I said, I, 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 I <laughs> not, not enough. You know, what are they making? I don't know what they're making. $25 an hour. They're not making 50, enough money. 50 grand. I don't know. I have no idea. Do you think police make enough money for what they do? Do I make enough money for what I'm doing in the schools? No. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a whole nother thing because teachers don't make enough money. And I think that's a huge mm, issue. I hear you. Yeah. Um, but going back to China real quick, uh, this is CNN. It says Chinese authorities will start refunding bank customers whose accounts have been frozen for months. Following some of the biggest protests the country has seen since the start of the pandemic. <clears throat> Customers from four rural ba- banks in central province of Henan and one in neighboring Anui, I don't know how to say that, province will be repaid by authorities starting Friday, according to the statements late Monday by the provincial financial re- regulators. The first payment will be sent to customers with a combined amount of less than five hundred or 50000 which is equivalent to $7,400. Whoa, that's crazy. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of insurance, you know, they have through there. If they have an FDA, I have no idea. But, you know, over here. Probably so, not. <laughs> supposedly, we're covered up to a million dollars per account. Yeah. From my understanding. Yeah. That's insane. China's such a crazy place. Mm. Especially, like, I think we're starting to see it more and more, especially after the pandemic and all the rights that were kind of taken away from them. Like, I mean they were locked in their houses and couldn't go outside mm, mm, Yeah, and arrested. Yeah. yeah. Now we got monkey pox. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's the other one? COVID. You got, you, you got COVID <laughs> monkey pox. And I'm, I'm telling you there's, Oh, Oh, there was a case of polio found. Did you hear that? Mm, no, but there's a vaccine for that. Like a, a pretty, I heard that it hasn't been given since the year 2000. Mm. That's what I heard. And I did have a gentleman tell me that when he was younger, that he took the, you know, the polio vaccine and that it was a lifelong vaccine. So, mm. so maybe Interesting. they, yeah. yeah I, again, yeah. this is stuff I haven't researched. This is just uh stuff blown in the wind. Yeah. That's the thing with today, like in, in the news and everything, like most of the things that I see and that I mention is like always like things I just kind of see in passing. I never research this stuff. It's just too much. Too no, much. I, you know, I like to, you, you got to, right. I, things that interest me. I definitely do. Yeah. Well, I, I believe Google is such a great resource, mm. but you have to use discernment. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah, I use DuckDuckGo. I've heard of DuckDuckGo. Yeah. It's been around actually many, many years, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's less biased. You can typically okay. find things that Google like like represses. Well, I mean, it's like, yeah. it, it, Wikipedia is nice, but anyone can go in there and edit it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem with it. <laughs> it's incredible, man. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Red Bike Delivery. 
this delivery service operates only using battery-powered, eco-friendly transportation. Red Bike Delivery is there for all your delivery needs, whether it's dinner for the family, flowers for your partner, or new houseplants for your new collection. Red Bike Delivery will gladly deliver those and everything in between. So what are you waiting for? Check out Red Bike Delivery on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Red Bike Delivery, because there's only one Earth. Um, you had mentioned something that I wanted to talk about. I can't remember what it was. Uh, so you're running for 7th District. Uh, Eaton County Commissioner. What is, it, what is it exactly that you do? I know that you mentioned that you go to meetings, you come mm-hmm. up, you bring up these mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. at the meetings, and you mm-hmm. try to mm-hmm. create a change for the local community. Absolutely. Well, I'm not here to bash anyone. That's not my job. Um, but the current incumbent, Mark Mudrow, I don't know the guy. I understand we were in a pandemic. Some might argue we still are. It's a two-year term. I don't know who this guy, what he does, what he stands for, what he has done. So that's why I decided to take it upon myself to run a writing campaign. Some might say it's an uphill battle. Why did you choose that? Why did you choose that? I was focused on something else, so I got into the race late. Um, So I didn't have a choice. Okay. Um, I pray that the community supports me. I've got a lot of folks that state they will be writing my name down. Now, when the incumbent won two years ago, he ran unopposed. Mm. Now there are two other candidates on the Republican ticket, and technically I'm on the Democrat ticket as a write-in. Who are the Republicans? Ah, one guy I believe is like Clay Cornelius, and then I believe there's a female. Okay. You know, God willingly, I I advance to the general election, and uh, we square off. When is the general election? August the, the, or, the primary. The primary. I mean, it's Tuesday, August second. Oh, this Tuesday. Yes, sir. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. Yes, exciting. Yeah, that, that is exciting. And yes. you said you passed out thirty thousand of those. No, three thousand. Three thousand. Three thousand. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Yes. So, how long have you been in the running the campaign? Man, I, it, it took me less than a week to pass out three thousand. So, so you've been doing it for less than a week? About a week, man. Yeah, about a week. Whoa. Yeah. That is crazy. Man. Is that typical? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I believe Mayor Andy Shore went door to door. Okay. You know, when he first had his bid after Bernero stepped out and he ran against, uh, you know, Judy Brown Clark. So I... um. I don't know if he literally hit every single door in Lansing. If you do it early enough, you can do it, though. How many How you many know? doors are there in Lansing? There's over 100,000 residents. Yeah. So Just in the city of Lansing. City right? of Lansing. That's now, not including, like, I mean, Eaton County. You're for Eaton County, so. Right, right. So that, exactly. that expands, like, Charlotte and well, all those outskirts places. It, it does, but again, just the, the only persons that are able, the, the constituents <laughs> are... Only Delta Township residents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe right. t- technically Waverly, too. I don't yeah. I don't even understand Waverly anymore. I, <laughs> is Waverly a part of Delta Township? I don't understand. Oh, I have man. no idea. You know, so. I try to avoid that side of town. It's always busy. <laughs> <laughs> man, listen, it, it, it definitely beats 
Pleasant Grove and Holmes, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm not bashing them. Let's talk about your growing up in, in the hood, as you you had mentioned. Hey, man, listen, well, man. You you had mentioned how you were privileged enough to not privileged, I don't want to say that. Uh, you were you were you had the opportunity to get out of it. Mm-hmm, you had the opportunity mm-hmm. to essentially rise above. Mm-hmm. Um your the environment that you were kind of surrounded by. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Um, you know, so I went to Our Savior Lutheran for ten years. Got my name on a plaque there for the John the Baptist Award. It was formerly on Holmes Road. Now it's over on St. Joe going towards Grand Ledge. Okay. Um, what a privilege, you know, pre-K to eighth grade. Um, I, my mother gave me the choice to go to Lansing Catholic Central. I decided, nah, I need to enter the real world. <laughs> so I went to Sexton. <laughs> Oof. Knocked out four years. Now I'm currently stationed at Sexton as a public safety officer with the Lansing School District. Whoa. Um, did some criminal justice at Lansing Community College. Met my wife. Married. Four kids later. Oof. Had a run in, in 2013 for city council at large in the city of Lansing. As a right-in candidate. <laughs> <laughs> was it because you were late to the game? Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, what are the chances, right? Goodness. Oh, that's uh, much bigger territory. Yeah. But when I tell you I made a splash, I made a splash. The city of Lansing adopted a, a mascot by the name of Cuff, Communities United with Food and Fitness. It's a Lynx. That that was all based off my my uh my campaign. Wow. Yeah. Um 2017, I ran for city clerk in the city of Lansing. Wasn't a write-in. Tried to do it by myself. What a mistake. What do you mean you tried doing it by yourself? I, I ran the campaign all by myself with no help. Um, maybe raised $200. Oh. Like it was just... Uh, you, you don't... I've learned that you don't do anything by yourself. Mm. Um, but the city of Lansing is a lot bigger than the 7th District... Of yeah. County. Yeah. Right. So I was actually, you know, I had a map. I was able to tackle, you know, the entire area in less than a week. My feet sure felt it. What year was that? 2017 is when I ran for city clerk. I think I might remember you coming to my door. Have you been in this neighborhood before? Um, it looks familiar. My <laughs> my sister used to live right around the corner here. Okay. Um, I didn't tackle a, a, a big portion at all. I went to a lot of events, and but okay. yeah, I, 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 you know, I came to understand that you have to meet the people where they are, mm. and the way to do that is to go door to door. And I'm not a salesman. Yeah, I'm a regular Joe Schmo. Yeah, somebody that's trying to make a difference. I feel like I have made a difference in the Lansing schools, so why not expand that to my community where I live, breathe, and sleep. So is city commissioner a full-time position or no, is it, it's no, part-time. it's part-time. So yes. you get paid to do it. You do. Yes. But you also have to work a, a normal job, your normal yeah. job. You don't have to, but you might be out of a cardboard box. <laughs> you know? Is it a decent paying job? I think it's like 10 grand. Oh, okay. So enough to incentivize somebody to want to like provide or do something for the community. Um, you seem like somebody who wants to make a positive change. For the community, Ab- all absolutely. these all these positions that you've you've ran for, yes, yes, 
do you, what do you see yourself doing in the next like let's say you don't win this <laughs> let's just say let's just say okay what do you see yourself doing like do you, do you think you'll run for a different position some other time um if, if i'm not late maybe you know maybe <laughs> if i can appear on the ballot I, you know honestly i think my chances are very very decent yeah you know getting on that general ballot well i'm gonna say i don't live in eaton county so i can't vote or delta township right. i can't vote for you that's okay but that's okay but I like you. You're friendly. You're <laughs> po- you have a positive um, outlook on things. You seem to be like generally happy. Most people who like go door to door just seem beat up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I definitely had a day or two where, <laughs> you know, it's it's five o'clock. Well, it's, it's four thirty, right? And I got to get my kids to baseball and t-ball, so I'm literally <laughs> running house to house, like oh. I do not want to be out here another day. Let me just, you know, hustle yeah. this out, muscle yeah. this out. And and if, if anyone's listening that's here in, in Delta Township and I didn't get to your door, I sincerely apologize. There might be a hundred doors, I want to say, tops that I didn't get a chance to hit. Wow. I ran out of resources, honestly, messing around with the stock market. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll be honest, you know. Yeah. But um, if you give me a chance, you know, I want to be the advocate for you. I really do. Um, I actually just started a small business, mm. what we offer. So what we offered.net is the website address. What is it? Uh, man, it, I, I'm a marketing uh, business consultant. Oh. So whatever you need from hiring to, I can, man, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, man. Listening. I, <laughs> I, I, I can run a citywide campaign for your podcast. Oh yeah? Citywide. The whole greater Lansing area. I can, I can run it for you. I can get some guys that'll canvas for you tomorrow. I get these guys in here tomorrow. Right. So how would that work? Oh man, I'm not going to tell you how I get, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to, how to, how to get the guys, but I can do it. So Mr. Corn beef is in framed, or I don't know if you've tried Mr. Corn beef or I haven't. No, uh, Gary Turner, great guy. Uh, it's a business based out of Detroit. He franchised it here. So he does okay. corned beef sandwiches. Okay. Um, we ran a campaign for him on a lower scale, and I think it, it did pretty well. You know, we had him on the, the radio, you know, running advertisements for, you know, two weeks or whatnot. No cost out of pocket, you know. Wow. So, so, I, you know, I know how to get some things done. Yeah, that's cool. So what made you want to start that business? Man, I've been in marketing for 10 years, man. Really? So this morning I actually had a gig out at Family Dollar in the hood on the north side. <laughs> right in the hood, man. <laughs> Crazy, right? And, uh... Man, you know, they said they had the company I was with. They said they hired two other people. So supposedly three of us ended up just being me. Whoa. So I, you know, pop open a giant tent, you know, set up four tables, all this manual labor. But I've been doing it for years. So it's nothing to me. Um, Again, I'm just experienced. I'm a vet in the field. I know how to get it done. Yeah. Yeah, that's important, though. I mean, and that's good for, like, somebody who wants to run a campaign because then you kind of know how to navigate that field, right? Oh, man. It makes it a little bit easier. Listen, I'm an expert, man. It's not kind (laughs) of. I'm telling you, man. You know, it's not always easy. Um, But I know how to blitz the market. I know how to blitz the market. Yeah. So have you seen success since you started that business? I I haven't really put my best foot forward. Okay. I've I've had one proposal... um, to one company and they decided to go with a different company, a marketing company. So okay. when I get to the point to where I, I want to, you know, blitz the market, I'll do that. Um, if you want to visit what we offer.net, 
you let me know, send me an inquiry, and I will see what we can do for you. Very cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's something uh, that like I've had to learn how to do with this podcast because I'm I I didn't do anything before this. Mm. Like I I just worked. I still work, but you know that I just th- did that. Came home and worked out. That was it. <laughs> and then starting the podcast. Now I'm like learning how to promote and kind of get the word out, and then learning how to do the podcast on top of it. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But that's very cool. It's cool. It's cool that there's people out there willing to do that for you. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. It makes things easier. Oh man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and at a, and at an affordable cost, right? Right. You know, it, it, yeah. Cause if you think about marketing, you think it's kind of expensive. Right. I think of, I think of marketing as expensive, like billboards and right. you know, all kinds of right. things. Well, it's all tailor made. Right. So, you tell me, you know what we offer. You let me know what you offer in, and we can come to a consensus. So what kind of marketing do you do other than like pass things out, meet people? Like, do you do online marketing or? It, it's more guerrilla style. You know, can gorilla I. Style. Hey, can, can, you know. <laughs> Rough people up. <laughs> more door to door, meet people where they are again. Um, okay. You know, set up an event, right? Inflatables. Yeah, I think that's a simple, you know, I really started it. Um, here, here's the history. I, I really started it within the last couple of months based on the need, in my opinion, the need for children's ministries in our black churches. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a, you know, beautiful black church and we had a kid's ministry, but unfortunately I feel like a lot of our churches don't have that now. And again, is it systemic? You know, what is it? I'm the one who's having kids now. Yeah. Right. At almost 32. So I can understand why, you know, maybe a lot of these parents aren't, you know, bringing their kids to church. It's unfortunate, but I feel like maybe these churches need to do more outreach. Yeah. And it can be, you know, more successful. Again, I've had people tell me there are a couple of churches that do have prominent children's ministries. I hope it's true. I haven't done my research. I haven't visited all the churches. What kind of church do you go to? You know what? I've been frequenting Journey Life. Pastor okay. Jared out in Holt, okay, as well as yeah. uh, Pastor Kevin Barry's church right here uh, on Mount Hope. Okay, so um, excuse me, you're good. So they don't have that many children's programs. It's, you, you know, you, you you walk into a church with now four kids. <laughs> I don't I don't need my kids to be the majority, man. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of great one on one attention. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, you go to Mount Hope or Journey Life. I mean, it's it's incredible, man. You know, you got a multitude of kids all praising and worshiping God. Did you grow up in church? Absolutely. Yeah. What What did you grow up going to? Uh, it's a non-denominational church. Off okay. Waverly Road called Lansing Christian Center. Okay. Pastor Howard Davenport, late Pastor Howard Davenport. Oh. Yes. I grew up going to a uh, Baptist church in Charlotte, uh, Calvary Baptist. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's a fundamental, fundamental Baptist church. Fundamental. Fundamental. Long skirts. Long skirts, dresses. Wow. Yeah. Can't wear pants. You still believe? Um, well, that's a different cu- question. I don't go to church and I don't really actively practice mm-hmm. any religion. So. But you know he's real. That's reality. Um. Ah, that's a question on the podcast. Well, uh, I've never had anybody ask me that. Okay. Uh, um, on the podcast. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't not believe anything, but I don't necessarily believe. So you're agnostic. 
essentially like everyone like everyone else who knows that yeah. he's real and, yeah. that's, I, and again i haven't yeah. done the active research in order to like believe mm-hmm. one way or the other mm-hmm. other than what i know from go- growing up in church well i see um, I, I just yeah i didn't mean to cut you off no you're good i, I believe that you ask God something and you learn how to listen to him and he'll answer you. Mm. I mean, he can talk to you through commercials, through movies, through strangers. I mean, I'm telling you, man, you know, dreams, he can do it, man. But you got to be willing to receive that answer and it's not on your time and you got to use discernment because it's not always God speaking either. What do you mean? I mean, yeah, yeah. It could be like your uh, your your ego <laughs> or inner voice. Well, he, he, excuse me. I'm going completely off topic from my uh, campaign <laughs> here, but this is really fun. This is yeah, really this fun. is fun. This is awesome. Yeah, I believe that there are people who walk amongst us who are walking with demons, and they don't even realize it themselves. They don't even know it. They don't know that there's an evil spirit, you know, cultivating their soul. But God can redeem that evil spirit as well. When I was younger, I used to go Pleasant Grove and Homes. I used to go room to room on a weekly basis. I'm talking as young as eight, room to room, outstretch my arm. Lord God, please, Holy Spirit, you know, bless this room. No evil, nothing is allowed in this place. I have not experienced any evil supernatural being in my entire life. And I believe it's because of that and, and actually believing and knowing that God is real. That's interesting though, because I've never experienced any evil spirit. You know, he's real, man. You know, he's real, but I've never prayed that. I've never, no, wa- that's okay. I've never walked into a room. And that's okay. That. But the, the way you were raised has introduced God to you. I believe that every adolescent has the right to know who God is. I mean, everybody has the right, right? I mean, it's, that's why we live in America, and that's one of the great, great things about living here is that you can practice religion and you can learn about anything you want to learn about, mm. right? And the word I mean, cr- Christian is just so... Well, I mean, any religion. It's just tossed in the wind. Man. It is. That's, it's a general term. That's why I love, I love the word believer. I'm a, I'm a believer, and I believe that every adolescent, every person has the right to come to know God on a personal level. And once they, you know, cultivate that spirit, the Holy Spirit, they become a child of God, and they learn morality, right from wrong, and then you go from there. I've, I'm, I'm far from perfect, man. I, I've, think, I've done a lot of dirt in my time. You don't think you can learn <laughs> that on your own, though? Without, I mean, because people know what's right and what's wrong, right? People know that murder is wrong. People know that rape is wrong. People know that being a crappy person is wrong. Like, it's your conscience, right? Yeah, it's so your conscience. W- what's your conscience? It's it. It's you. It's God. <laughs> I mean, but your conscience is God. But it man. is subjective in certain in certain aspects. I mean, if 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 you know, because like. Like, for instance, let's say you feel that you're wrong for going into a movie theater, right? Like, that's your conscience. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like I could go to, go into a movie theater and be fine. 
<laughs> I, I believe that you're, you're <laughs> that your conscience is God. That's that's what I I'm believe. not. I'm not debating you. Okay. I'm just I'm just okay. saying I, I don't want to debate religion. No, no, this no, is, no, uh, no, this no, no, podcast no. isn't about this. No, this no, is just no, a discussion. No, no. I, man, so. listen, man, I'm 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 trying to move into a different sphere. Yeah. Right. There's a campaign uh, entitled He Gets Us. It's he gets us dot com. Got each video has got about 10 million views on YouTube. Uh, a church, forgot where the church is, came together to sponsor this. Um, an elite, not an elite, but a small group of billionaires, I believe, came together and donated $100 million to this campaign. And they're now spreading the message of how Jesus was just like us when he walked this earth, how he suffered anxiety, <clears throat> excuse me, and things like that. Incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. What a step forward, man. What's incredible about that? I think it's incredible to introduce Jesus in a different light. As a as on a, on a national being, scale. As, on a more human aspect. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think a lot of people kind of put Jesus, the the guy who walked the earth, as this like mystical person, right? <laughs> Like, like he was just right. perfect. Like he yeah. didn't look at a woman and like, didn't like have thoughts or whatever. Like, yeah. well, I, I don't, I, I can't say, I'm just saying that <laughs> there's certain, th there's certain aspects of being a human that mm -hmm. is just natural. Mm -hmm. And people think of Jesus as not having those. Oh, I'm sure many, well, they say that he wasn't pleasing to the eye is what I've heard. That he was ugly. That's what they say. Really? Who says that? Doesn't mean he didn't get hit on, though. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can Google it or your duck, duck, go, go you know, I'm sure. And, and find yeah. some information on it. I would think if I was a lady back in the day, I would want Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, what, what, what was I running? That's power. When I was running. Women are attracted to power. In either 2013 or 2017, I had a, a minister tell me, you know, minister is such a vague term too, right? Yeah. Some, uh, some guy out of state somewhere, right? I mean, I blitzed the market so hard in both those campaigns <laughs> that people around the nation knew who I was, man. That's cool. That's cool. Um, you know, told me that, you know, get ready. Women are going to hit on you and all this. Mm. This guy, man, you know, in that discernment, man, you know, you got to be careful on a minister who, told you this? who you associate yourself. <laughs> I think in a self-proclaimed apostle, man, uh, you know, actually I had, I had a, a, a pastor tell me that a pot, it's not even a possible, possible to be an apostle in, in 2022. Cause I believe the apostles were Jesus's disciples. Mm, yeah. The one, you know, I, I haven't studied it enough to know I'm not a theologian. Yeah. I just know that he's real. And yeah. That's, that's what I know. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Yeah. There's definitely people out there that are scam artists, right? When it become, when it comes to religion. Mm. I mean, you have even ministers or pastors or even, um, what are the, what are those people called that uh, run those like mega churches? Mm. Like. Televangelists. Televangelists. <laughs> like they're scam artists. They're flying yeah. around on jet planes asking mm. you to send more money to them and donate more money to the church. And hey. they're. Meanwhile, like my brother uh, and my sister went to a college called Crown College. It's a, mm -hmm. a it's a Bible college, mm -hmm. and the pastor wore like these tailored, expensive suits, and uh, then he like drove like a Bentley, and like he's supposed mm. to be like this man of God, but he like looks down on people who dress less than him. Well, you heard about the pastor in New York City that got robbed at gunpoint during a live stream. <laughs> Supposedly, he had, you know, thousands of dollars oh of, of jewelry on. Whoa. And so they stole his jewelry. Of course, they think it may have been a setup so he can collect insurance money. Of course, I mean, there's always going to be speculation. Yeah. Uh, do I think it's okay to wear jewelry? 
I'm missing my gold chain right now. <laughs> like, what am, am I going to buy a gold chain or am I going to put this in the market? Right. And I made a decision to put it in the market, okay? Um, listen, man. If you're winning souls, that's what's important. If you're giving back, that's what's important. I love the campaign he gets us. I can tell you that much right now. So that's all I can speak on. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, I respect that. I respect that. Um, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this one. <laughs> um, no, I've had a lot of people on that are, are religious. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't affect mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe one way or the other. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't like take things personal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm open to discussion. Mm-hmm. And I'm open to listening. Well, well, Delta Township. Let me tell you this: I'm what's called a conservative Democrat. FDR. What is that? That's mean? my guy. Franklin Delano Roosevelt and his wife did a lot for America when it comes to what our modern, you know, food stamp system, right? I mean, it was huge, right? Um, he was a huge, huge Christ follower, in my opinion. Um, he advocated for, you know, the love of God. So I'm not a liberal. That's just reality. I do consider myself a Democrat when it comes to democracy. In what aspects? And, you know, more of an independent than anything. I just want to see the best candidate in office, the best person to do the job, person who is going to be accountable, fair, I have a honest. question. For, sure. For uh, running for commissioner, mm-hmm. what aspects of that position are considered Republican and Democrat? It doesn't seem like. You tell me, man. <laughs> you, you tell me. Because if you're doing the job Holy that's smokes. for the people and what's best for the community, why is that a, a, a right or a left issue? I cannot believe when we go to the poll Tuesday, unless you've, unless you've already voted early at your clerk's office or absentee, we are going to have to choose one side. We have to choose either Democrat or Republican. Yeah. If, if you choose a candidate on each side, that negates your entire ballot. Mm. <laughs> What are we doing, man? What are we doing? That is crazy. But of course, that doesn't apply to the general election, but it applies to the. <laughs> Why is that? I have no idea, man. To, to narrow down the candidates. I mean, uh, man, sick, man. That is. That's sick. Like, that I, is. I, I, who's listening to this? I, somebody explain it to me. <laughs> who, who backed this proposal? What's the bill? I'm sure we could do the research and figure it out to see who actually introduced it. I'm sure. And how it was passed. I'm it's, sure. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy. That is crazy. Wow. <sighs> it doesn't make sense to me. That's why I don't think I could get involved in politics mm. because it's stressful. It's stressful to hear like that <laughs> and like it doesn't seem fair. And then like I've had other politicians in here who've been just grilled or they've been kicked off ballots. It's like to hear their stories mm. is like, what? That happened? How is, how does, mm. how is that happening? Mm. And how do we not know about it? Well, you know what I just heard? I think he announced it actually a while ago. But uh, the former chief of police of Detroit police is now running as a write-in yeah, candidate he, for governor. Yeah, he was actually supposed to come on the podcast. Whoa, yeah. what happened? Um, well, he was supposed to come on before he got kicked off the ballot. Okay. And then all that stuff happened. He got kicked off and I, I didn't continue reaching out to him, which I probably oh, should reach back well, out to him. Well, look at but, Mike, Mike Duggan. Remember Mike Duggan? 
No, I don't know. Mike Duggan is. is the mayor of Detroit, mm. and he ran as a writing candidate and won his mayoral bid. Wow. Well, um, wasn't there some some speculation that the guy who's running for mayor or governor that was mayor, what's his name, uh, Chief Craig or whatever? That right. Um. Well, yeah. Wasn't there some speculation that he was corrupt in some some Listen, ways? Listen. I, regardless, he should he should have hired what we offer. If he would have hired what we offer, he would not have to worry about um, fake signatures. <laughs> it's that, that I don't know anything about his corruption. That's how he got kicked off the ballot was because mm-hmm. of fake signatures. Well, I'm talking about right? during his time as uh, yeah, I don't, as mayor. Or I don't. Whatever. I don't know. I don't think he was ever mayor. Was he mayor? I don't think he was. Or ever chief mayor. of police. Chief of I'm police. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, chief of police. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. Hey, Detroit police has an outstanding force, man. They they run yeah. it. In my opinion, they run it like the state police. Have you, you have you ever done any work with them? No, no. But they would probably pick me up in a heartbeat. You know, you apply. They run their own academy. Mm. You don't have to have a degree. Okay. You know, if you have the experience or they find you fit, they they train you themselves. Wow. But you're in Detroit. You don't want to work in Detroit, man. I don't. I don't know anybody. I mean, that's dangerous. Yeah. And there, there was a guy on the force within the last, I want to say, three years. He'd been on the force, I say, twenty years. A vet, I uh, believe. A you know, blackmail. Ran into a house. There were reports of a kidnapping. So he oh. ran in there by himself. Probably done it a, a million times, though. Maybe he knew. Maybe he knew the people there. Yeah. Knew the home. They got him, man. Killed him. They killed him. That dude's a hero. <laughs> that guy's a hero. I mean, he died trying to trying to save somebody. You gotta wait for backup, man. Yeah. You gotta wait for backup. But 20 year vet. But man. it's Detroit. <laughs> and it's Detroit. I, <laughs> listen, they say in Chicago, I don't know about Detroit, but I believe yeah. there's places in Chicago. You don't stop at the red lights. Yeah. You don't, if you see a red light in certain areas and neighborhoods, you drive right through those red lights. Well, maybe that guy seen something in that moment that if he didn't react right then and there, that it's very possible that, you know, she very could have possible. been dead or, very possible. or that whoever was kidnapped could be dead or gone. I sure hope that that city has taken care of his family. I hope, I hope so. I um, can guarantee you had life insurance, but I sure hope that they are doing something above and beyond that to take care of his family. Yeah, absolutely. What was his name? I don't know. You can Google. Just Google it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he, he's probably the only Detroit police officer that's passed away, you know, got murdered within the last three years. Hopefully. Was it this year? Oh, yeah. Well, being ambushed. Whoa. Three years ago. A Detroit police officer was shot and killed on Wednesday after allegedly ambushed by a 19-year-old gunman while responding to a 911 call of gunshots being fired, authorities said. Detroit Police Chief James E. White said that the four responding officers engaged and killed the gunman um, Imani Mac Davis as he was allegedly approaching the injured police officer and his partner and his partner in what investigators believe was an attempt to carry out further attacks. Whoa. Police have not determined the shooter's motivation. Officer Lauren Courts, 40, and his partner had just arrived at the 911 call. And we're still in their patrol cars as Davis opened fire from an upstairs window, striking courts, White said. Yeah, I think that's a completely different story. So is, yeah, that, is that officer yeah. still alive? I don't know. Because um, that's, that's got to be a completely different story. I can. You want me to look it up? I can look it up. Sure, go ahead. All right, let me, let me see what I can do. 
But that's one thing that's crazy about police officers is that, you know, like when they, when they, when they go to a scene, oftentimes there's only one of them, only one of them Mm. respond. And then the other ones have to, or that one has to call for backup. And if you see something in that moment where you have to respond and you're, you're limited on whether or not somebody's going to make it, somebody's going to die, get killed, or you have to react now, Mm. then they have to, they have a choice to make. Says, um, see, I'm seeing two different names. I want to see police officer Harold F. Tulk, T U L K E. No, no, that's no, that's not him. That's not him. Man, Mr. Kenner, fire on. Wow, maybe I should save all these bookmarks next time, right? <laughs> Huh. Lauren Courts. Let me see if that's who it is. Um, that's five days ago. Yeah, it was just recently. Holy moly. Nope, that's definitely not it. That's, that's not him. Man, if anybody knows, please reach out to this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And let this man know. Uh, what's this? Uh, a tragic day, one officer killed, another wounded on Detroit's west side. A Detroit police officer was killed and another wounded after a gunman opened fire as they responded to a home invasion on Detroit's west side Wednesday night, police James Craig said. Rasheen McClain, whom Craig described as an 18-year-old veteran on the force, was killed by a single gunshot wound to his neck. Whoa. By by a high-powered rifle. Holy crap. Craig said in a news conference outside Sinai Grace Hospital. A second officer, a three-year-old veteran, a three-year veteran, was shot in the leg, he said. Today is a tragic day for Detroit's police family, said Craig, who was joined by Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan at the news conference. The incident occurred at about 7.30 p.m. near Wyoming and Chippewa. Officers from the 12th Precinct had, had been called to a house on a on a report of a home invasion in progress, Craig said. When they arrived and the officers found the resident running out frantic, saying a man inside was armed with a rifle. After requesting backup, the officer went inside with two more officers to clear the home. The chief said they they cleared the upper level, but the officers went downstairs. The suspect opened fire, striking the officers, according to Craig. One of the officers returned fire and struck the suspect, who fled the scene and escaped a short distance, but was arrested soon after, Craig said. The wounded officer was hospitalized in temporary serious condition. His name was not released. As news spread about the veteran officer who died, hundreds of his colleagues gathered at the hospital in support to show support. Mm -hmm. Craig said it was a greater outpouring than he had ever seen. Whoa. He really is a hero, Craig said, of the officer who was named by police on Thursday. He fought a good fight. See, and then there comes the sermon, right? Because I believe um, Chief Chief Craig stated that he did not go in alone, right? That he went in with other officers, yeah, right? Yeah. So could that be to protect his integrity? Absolutely. Could yeah. the story I initially saw be wrong as well? Absolutely. But yeah. regardless, he was he's definitely a hero. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he tragically lost his life. And then you said a, another one I just saw that five days ago was murdered. Man, yeah. Come on, man. What's going man, I think Detroit's, you know, they'll train you and they start you out, let's say, at 40. 
you know, before overtime, you know? Yeah. Is it really worth $20 an hour no. to put your life on the no. line, man? Dude, I make more than that building cars. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's safe. <laughs> exactly. It's not worth it. Exactly. It really is not worth it. That's where I think as much as people, as much as there is like division between police officers and the African-American community, I think it's very important that we have people in our community who get paid to serve the community. Mm. And the thing is, is like, I remember working, like hiring it, hiring in at GM and I hired in as what they considered a two tier. And so I was working with people making less. I was making less than them. I was making like high topped out like 17. Whereas like some of the traditional people were making like 30 an hour. Like how was that fair? And what's going to incentivize me to want to do as good of a job as them or to care about my job just as much. So if I'm not, if I'm barely making it, like what's going to incentivize me to want to do a good job. Mm-hmm. And so when you're, when you're paying these people, even like yourself, um, you know, who is a, essentially a security guard at a school, if you're not making, I mean, you said you don't make great money doing it, but you're passionate about what you do, but anybody could get that job and not be passionate about it and mm-hmm. just not care. And, and it's, it's very easy to do that. Mm. It takes a special person. Mm. Lots of patience. And lots of patience. And I'm sure it takes training. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm, I'm Public Act 330 certified. Um, you know, if you got to use handcuffs, you got to use handcuffs. I like to think that we protect from outside threats more than anything. But unfortunately, we do encounter internal threats as well. We're there to make sure that the learning environment is safe for everyone in the building, mm. whether it's staff or students. Yeah. That's a difficult, that's a difficult job when you have, how many kids in, are in a school? Um, Sexton has over a thousand. Whoa. I think Everett's the, the biggest school. Whoa. I believe. Yeah. And how many of them? Like 1,500 at Everett, I want to say. How many of you are there? At Sexton? Uh, five, what, six of us? Whoa. Yeah, man, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. So... It would be almost impossible for you guys to control <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Listen, if, if, you know, what, now Everett was a whole different story. So I, I, I started the school year at Everett and mm. then I was transferred to Sexton um, by request. Okay. Um, I mean, I did everything I could do at Everett. They actually, you know, hired a new principal during last school year. So Everett was, but, but Everett was, you know, um, swarmed with gang violence really you know the, the real the real stuff sexton how bad is it yeah, how, yeah, what do you mean gang that. violence oh the these, kids are joining gangs oh yeah oh yeah you know they got startup gangs all around the city i like to believe that it's unfortunate but i believe there's a shooting every single day there is the a shooting every single day every single day man i don't, I don't think there's anything to like to believe there. it's I, that's a I, fact that's, That's unfortunate, man. I see it's it every single day. It's sick, man. It's sickening. And it's yeah. always a young person. Sick, I don't man. understand it. Yeah. Um, my wife has, or I guess my sister-in-law, her kids go to Lansing schools. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that my wife was telling me was that her kid, she was picking her kids up and her daughter ran, got in the vehicle. was like, let's go, mom. So there's going to be a fight. And uh, mm-hmm. I think she might've mentioned somebody had a gun or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. for sure. But it's like to be a part of that environment and to be worried about what's going to happen Mm -hmm. 
after school. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's insane. Like I remember growing up, I didn't have to worry about that stuff. Mm. Well, that's why my job duty is extremely crucial yeah. to the school district as a whole. So new superintendents in there, he believes in us and uh, we should, the, the department should be there to stay. Awesome. That's awesome. How long have we been going? Oh, not even an hour. Wow. <laughs> this is a good episode. You're, you're easy to talk to and, and fun and I like it. Hey man. Yeah. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe we do this again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> hey, man. hey um, imagine doing this out in the middle of the street somewhere downtown. I mean, how much, you know, uh, just that would, it, that'd be too much noise, too much noise. Yeah. The yeah, microphones yeah, yeah. would pick up all the horns yeah, and people yeah. walk in and people yeah. would yell things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder how many people have reached out to Joe Rogan, probably thousands oh, of people, probably as you know, probably. startups, man. How long you been doing this? Uh, about a year and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just hit over a hundred yeah. episodes. Yeah. So, wow. Wow. um, yeah, wow. actually I've had, um, Andy, Andy Shore, he was on the podcast, yeah. but unfortunately yeah. that one was at the start of the podcast okay. when I first started and okay. it, it didn't record audio. Oh, yeah. So no. I was still learning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hit, hit him up, man. I'm sure he'd be more than willing to come back on. I thought about it. Yeah. But I don't know. Why not, man? He's, he's awesome, man. Yeah, I don't have a problem with him yeah, personally. Yeah. You know, um, his kids attend Everett. Oh, really? Or did at least? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't. I, w- I would think that if I was him, I wouldn't send my kids to Lansing schools. <laughs> that that tells you how much he believes in our community. Yeah. I mean, he's that guy. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, that's cool because it shows that you aren't better than the people that you're serving. Yeah. Well, plus I was there too, so you know. They, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you protected them. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is like. A lot of people in the community don't like him. Ow. You didn't know that? (laughs) (laughs) So who's going to take him down in the next election, right? I don't know. I don't know. When is the next election? For for mayor? Well, we just had it last year. We just had it last year. Really? Man, I've been in Delta Township, so I can't even even vote in any Lansing election anymore. Oh. The city of Lansing. Yeah. So. Can you run for anything? No. You have to live in the. You got to live in the city. Whoa. Yes. That's crazy. That's a uh, weird thing because you do live in Lansing. But well, you, it's Yeah, well you look at Rick Snyder, the guy who practically owns Ann Arbor, right? You know? Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, man. Yeah, I don't know. Big Gretch, right? <laughs> we love you, Big Gretch. <laughs> do you? A lot of people don't. I, man, man <laughs> see, you're just ragging on the Democrats, man. Ragging. I'm not ragging on well, Democrats. You know, I like Democrats. You know what? It's and, and I, I like Andy Shore. I've had a I'm couple, a fan. I've had a couple uh, constituents, you know, knocking doors, tell me that there's about to be an overhaul. You know, that conservatives are taking over at the House and, you know, whatnot come November. And mm. so what are you you telling me that Donald Trump is going to, you know... <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, come on. That's just... Yeah, yeah I it, don't know. It, it sounds too good to be true. On a lower scale, maybe? I you think know, I think eh. the problem is is people see the extreme liberals, right? And they see the extremism of mm-hmm. that party. Mm-hmm. And people who are on the left typically can't... They can't... They can't, like... They can't side with it. Mm-hmm. They're almost left without a party mm-hmm. because they're more neutral than anything. But then... The left starts pushing the agendas this far, and they're like, yeah, I don't. So I I'm don't. going to the right. I'm going to the right because they yeah. they are essentially a man without a land. You know, they, they want to go somewhere where they have a party. 
So what's up with abortion, man? You got what, 25 years, man. Over the next 25 years, it's it's uh, it, it's in place. Now, that is do you, crazy. Do you know the history of abortion? Uh, the Ro- Roe v. Wade and how it was instated? How abortion clinics began. Um, were they like uh, adoption clinics, right? From my understanding, it was a Caucasian woman who wanted to control the black population. Whoa. So she introduced... I feel like we should fact check that. Abortion <laughs> clinics. Go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to fact check. Go that. ahead. I'm not I'm not saying I don't believe you. So, I just don't but, want But but now you got the left pushing this narrative as if it it wasn't a form of genocide to begin with. Incredible, man. Incredible. The history and impact of planned parenthood. In 1916 the idea of Planned Parenthood began at the first birth clinic control clinic in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Today, Planned Parenthood affiliates operate more than 600 health centers across the United States, and Planned Parenthood is the nation's leading provider. Okay, that's not what I want. <laughs> Sounds like a bio. <laughs> yeah. On October 16th, 1960, Sanger, t- together with her sister Ethel Bryan and the and activist Fania Mendel, opened the country's first birth clin- control clinic in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Women lined up down the block to get birth control and information. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, nine days later, police raided the clinic and shut it down. All three women were charged with crimes related to sharing birth control information. Uh, Sanger, Sanger refused to pay the fine and spent 30 days in jail, where she educated other inmates about birth control. Although... Brownsville clinic was shut down. Sanger went on to travel the country to share her vision, a vision that had deeply harmful, harmful, that had deeply harmful blind spots. Uh, Sanger believed in eugenics and inherently racist and obliced. How do you say that? (laughs) Ideology, ideology that labeled certain people unfit to have children. Eugenics is a theory is a theory that society can be improved through planned planned breeding for desirable traits like intelligence and industri- industri- industriousness industriousness. In the early twentieth century, eugenic eugenic ideas were popular among highly educated, <clears throat> privileged, and mostly white Americans. Margaret Sanger pronounced her belief in an alignment with the eugenics movement many times in her writings. Especially, this thing keeps popping up. Especially in the sci- scientific control birth con- journal birth control review. At times, Sanger tried to argue with the, a eugenics that was not applied based on race or religion. But in, the soci- in a society built on the belie- belief of white supremacy, physical and mental fitness are always judged based on race. Eugenics, therefore, is inherently racist. She had beliefs that from the beginning undeter- undermined her movement for reproductive freedom and caused harm to the countless people. Uh, I want to read this next paragraph. Sanger was so intent on her mission to advocate for birth control that she cho- she chosen to align herself with ideas and organizations that were ableist and white supremacist. In 1926, she spoke to the women's auxiliary of the Ku Klux Klan at a rally in New Jersey to promote birth control methods. Sanger endorsed the 1927 Buck and Bell decision in which the court, Supreme Court ruled that states could forcibly sterilize people deemed unfit. Whoa. 
without her, without their consent and sometimes without their knowledge. Whoa. How do they do that? The acceptance of this decision by Sanger and other thought leaders that laid the foundation for tens of thousands of people to be sterilized, often against their will. Mm. Whoa. Um, I'm going to read the next one, too. This is interesting. As a result of these choices, the reproductive rights movement, in many cases, depend, depend, deepened. I can't read today. <laughs> I should have you read this. Racial injustice in the healthcare system. The field of modern Gene Ecology was founded by J. Marion Sims, who was the mid-1800s repeatedly and forcibly performed invasive experiments on enslaved black women without anesthesia. Whoa. In 1939, Sanger began what was called the Negro Pro- Project. Am I allowed to read that? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> alongside black leaders like W.E.B. Du-, du Bois. Yeah, yeah. Mary McLeod Bethune and Rev. Adam Clayton Powell. The mission of the Negro Project was to put black doctors and nurses in the in charge of birth control clinics to reduce mistrust of a racist healthcare system. Singer lost control of the project, and black women were sent to white doctors for birth control and follow up appointments, deepening the racist and paternalistic problems of healthcare in the South. Continuing to this day, black women's experiences and pain are too often dismissed or ignored by doctors and other healthcare providers, which alongside historical dehumanization of black people contributes to staggering and avoidable disparities in the health system or health outcomes rather. Mm -hmm. Wow. And it goes on. It's really long. It's a pretty broad article there. Yeah. 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 But that is pretty crazy. They were performing uh, surgery on on black women without any anesthesia. Well, well, we can Google eugenics. I haven't done any research, but I know it's not a positive. I know eugenics is not a positive. So I would love to see, you know, what what populates. And uh, that'll tell you the whole story right there. So eugenics, the study of how to arrange reproduction within... Within a human population to increase the occurrence of heritable characteristics regarded by, as desirable. Come on, man. Developed largely by Sir Francis Galton as a method of improving the human race, eugenics was increasingly discredited as unscientific and race, racially biased during the 20th century and especially after the adoption of its doctrines by the Nazis Woo. in order to justify their treatment of Jews, disabled people, and other minority groups. And this is the woman who is technically the mother of abortion, right? Mm, yeah. And that's what she stood for. And but you've got the left. I, I'm. I. Why do you have to choose a side? Why? Why do you? They made me choose. They, you have to choose Republican or Democrat to run in this election. So if that's you, what they told me. So you feel like you identified more with the Democrats. I'm I'm a conservative Democrat, man. That's just reality. Yeah, that that's reality. Um, the Trump era is done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Nothing against you know. I I just don't like his rhetoric, uh, Mr. Trump. I don't like your rhetoric. <laughs> I I don't like your rhetoric. I, that's probably I, I the really nicest don't. thing anybody's ever said to yeah, him. <laughs> I, I don't I don't like his rhetoric. I think uh, he was God used him as a tool. Mm. Um, for what? Uh, we're seeing it. We're we're seeing it, right? The the uh, the SCOTUS, the SCOTUS man. That, that's that's huge, right? So bringing a lot of of issues to light, in my opinion. 
a lot of issues to light. Like what? Um, In your opinion? Well, definitely abortion. Right? Now that you got a, you know, majority right SCOTUS, um, there are certain agendas uh, that are being aimed at and pushed and uh, succeeded. So you think it's a good thing? I mean, I, I've got four kids, man. Yeah, I've got four kids. Can you do what you want to do with your body? Sure. I agree. You can do what you want to do with your body. Um, I just look at the history of it. Yeah. You, can you argue with history, though? And then, you know, people always go with the rape and the incest, things like that. Well, I mean, you can um, still get an abortion if you need it. Right. It's not certain states. I think certain states. I'm pretty sure you can still get an abortion, though. I think there there are certain there are stipulations. Well, there are certain certain you know practices, hospitals, yeah, in states that won't allow it no matter what. Right. I'm, I'm hearing right. an argument now about would you rather save the mother or save the child? Mm-hmm. It's it's sad that we what have to do? even argue that. What would you do though? I I, I can't speak on it because man. like I, mean, I don't that I don't I don't even want to think about it, man. Yeah, yeah, that's. I know somebody that had to make that choice yeah, and it, it, it ruined them and not ruined them, but yeah. like that making that choice define yeah. the rest of their life. Yeah. And it, it's a difficult choice to make. I don't mm. honestly don't know what I would choose. Um, because like if, if my wife had that happen, like yeah. if we're in that situation, mm-hmm. I know that she would be mad if I chose her and didn't choose the baby. But I would, <laughs> I, I know that we have kids, like our circumstances right now is like, if we had another kid, like, I'm like, well, I don't want my kids growing up without their mom either. So, like, what do you choose? That's correct. One life for another. Yeah, man. You know, bad things, bad things, quote unquote, bad things happen to good people all the time. Well, people look at it as a bad thing, but I look at it as a situation that happened to you that you can use to rise above. Okay. I mean, I've had bad things happen okay. to me. Okay. I've had a lot of bad things happen to me, but you don't have to let those bad things define who you are for the rest of time. Hundred percent. I um, agree. And that's that's why this podcast was formed because you know, like. I hated, I hated the, I hate a victim's mentality. Mm. I hate it. Mm. I mean, people like, there's a lot of attention attached to it, especially right now Mm. uh, with a lot of different subjects, especially Mm -hmm. with the rise of mental health. People Mm. just want to like wallow in their pity Mm. and they don't want to, they don't want to fix themselves. Mm. And that's a problem for me because I think, it's, I think it's important to address mental health though. And, absolutely. And spread awareness. Absolutely. I'm all for mental health mm-hmm. awareness and, uh, th- different programs. Mm-hmm. Like I've had several people on the podcast that have mental health, uh, like businesses or organizations or like, um, uh, like this one lady, her name's, uh, Katie and she's, there's a center opening up here in Lansing where it, the whole, it's an old school that they are forming into this mental health like facility where there's going to be like classrooms to like learn how to like, just a bunch of different things like like teach you about mental health. They're going to um, uh, they're gonna have like meditation and yoga and all these different practices that help people with overcoming. They're going to have therapy and they're, they're looking to provide services that aren't readily available for people who can't just go to therapy. Like um, I know somebody that was just looking for therapy and they needed it instantaneously mm. and mm. they couldn't find a therapist that would, mm. that would call them back because we're in the middle of a mental health crisis right now, wow. especially coming out of the pandemic. Mm. I mean, people are more depressed and have anxiety mm. than ever before. Mm. And what do you do about that? But mm. 
there's people in our community that are that are making a difference and they're they're trying to help these people but that's one thing that i have personally witnessed with other people is that victims mentality like they go through something that happened years ago and they don't want to let go mm. or like they'll go to therapy and they don't want to follow the steps to try to get better mm. and but there are people that have gone through things that are really bad things and they find a way to get over it and they use it as motivation and inspiration to help other people. Mm. And that's what rising above is all about. Hey, that's awesome. Man. That's <laughs> man, what an incredible, uh, almost metaphor, right? That's, yeah. that's awesome. man. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, literally when I was coming up with this podcast, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, I want to do a podcast like to share my story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I couldn't think of something that would explain like my situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what I was, I was at work. Like I, that's all I thought about. I'm like, what yeah, would I, yeah what did I go through that like defined me? And because I, you know, like the, my circumstances did define me for a little while, but mm-hmm. then I found, I found a way to get over. I went to therapy and I actively like tried to become a better person. And I got to thinking like, like I, I overcame my, my, my situation. Like, mm-hmm. what did I do? I, I rose above it. Mm-hmm. Ah, rising above podcast. Yeah, awesome. It literally yeah. like came yeah. to me like that. Yeah. And then it's become this thing. Yeah. Are you a, a Breakfast Club fan or you stay away from it? That's a podcast, right? Yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, they're I, on the radio. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't listened to it. Yeah. Wow. You got some time, give it a shot. I will. Yeah, I like to listen to YouTube, podcasts yeah. and, and different yeah. things. So, it, it, um, yeah, it, it's, it's black people, man. You okay. Know? And that's the thing, man. There's there's racism on all fronts. And I listen to it, man. But Charlemagne, you know you're racist, man. That's just reality, <laughs> dude. You know it, man. Oh, I have listened. You know it. That's Charlemagne's podcast yeah. or talk show he, or whatever. He's, he's yeah. yeah you know, I have listened to that. You know, I love listening to it, man. But, you know, because there's a lot of information. Yeah. You know, a lot of news. Okay. They do a lot of interviews. Okay. It's funny. Yeah. Um, but it's just unfortunate, man, that. You know that there that racism still exists, but it's something that will never cease to exist on all fronts yeah. from all races. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's one thing that I I don't get. I I don't understand racism, especially in 2022. It's like, why are we racist? Like, we have other problems. You know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I believe I believe they the Breakfast Club was in one area of Canada, and they they yanked them. Oh. <laughs> Within like a year, if not why? less than a year, probably because of their rhetoric, man. <laughs> They but don't want to promote racism. It's extremely informational, though, man. Yeah, like I know DJ Envy. You know, he he runs it. He's I don't think he's you know he's not on that same level as Charlemagne, but um, yeah, yeah, Angela Yee. I've never heard anything out of her, but Charlemagne, man, that guy, man. Have you seen the Wendy Williams movie? No, no. Watch the Wendy Williams movie, man. What is that? You know Wendy Williams. I know who is. she is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's her. Uh, it's like um, a documentary. Her biography, basically. Okay. But it, it's somebody acting portraying her. Oh. But then she does appear at the end of the movie, and that's cool. And I believe that's how Charlemagne got his start. Actually, was oh, wow. working with her. Very cool. Yeah. Is it on Netflix, or what, what's it on? Oh man, it came out within the last two years. Okay. I don't know how we watched. You know, it, I think I did see something on one of the yeah. streaming platforms about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, cool. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention? What's the What's the name of your company again? Or your business? It's called WhatWeOffer.net. WhatWeOffer.net. Yes. Um, business needs. Um, I'm your consultant. Marketing. Again, when it comes to hiring, uh, blitz in the market. I'm that guy. 
you know, like I said, Gorilla I, warfare. Listen, <laughs> I, I knocked out 3,000 doors myself in a week on foot. If you want your customers to be beat up and <laughs> and be forced to come to your business and Google Gorilla style, man, you got you got to Google Gorilla style marketing, man. It's it's meeting people where they are. That's important. You know, it's a hands-on approach. Yeah, I'm I'm talking hitting the streets, passing out flyers, man. Well, you there's know? nothing better to better than face to face. Oh, absolutely. When you when somebody comes up to me yeah. and they're like, "Hey, you want to hear about my business?" Like, yeah, sure. Like that's yeah. why, like I, yeah, I mean that's part of the being a the part of the community. Yeah, because yeah. you learn about people's businesses. I, I, I know we're wrapping up real quick. So I was in Meyer, let's say within the last year. I had a guy approach me and tell me that Jesus already came back a second time in Ooh. like the night in like the sixties. Man, we're late. <laughs> I'm like, so why doesn't anybody or the forties or sixties? Why? And it is. It's like a religious organization that teaches this. I'm like, really? So why didn't anybody know? <laughs> like, why isn't it in the history books? Like, the guy's supposed to. Jesus is supposed to come in like a you know on clouds, huge, bright. You know. Like, <laughs> wow. Some of the things that people believe, I'm like, are you really that dumb? Crazy, man. Yeah. Incredible, man. Incredible. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but um, 7th District, Eaton County, Tuesday. Delta Township, Tuesday, August 2nd. Please write my name down, Jeremy Claiborne III. You can write down Claiborne, and I'm sure I'll be set. I want to be that guy to represent you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you.